Welcome to Biohacking Her Way, where each week we'll dive deep into the world of biohacking, exploring cutting-edge strategies, expert insights, and practical tips to help you optimize your health, balance your hormones, and unleash your true potential. My name is Abby, and I am your host, so let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of Biohacking Her Way. Today's topic is, I think, is one that you everyone is going to really, really be able to take a lot away from. Also, I hope you can't hear Kai squeaking on his toy in the background. If you have a German Shepherd, then you know that ball is life, and he he can't live without it. So, hopefully, you don't hear that in the background. But before we dive into today's episode, I just wanted to remind you that. Hormone Balancing Blueprint, my new book, is available on Amazon. I'm going to have that linked below for you. And this is the perfect book, whether you're new to learning about how to balance your hormones, you are struggling with PMS symptoms such as really painful cramps, acne, irregular periods, mood swings, you're having brain fog, you're feeling tired, whatever it might be in regards of you know a potential hormone imbalance. That book is going to be your great starting point. Once again, whether you're new to it or you've experienced it and you kind of understand a little bit about it, it's going to go more in depth. And essentially, it's the easy guide to balancing your hormones and losing that stubborn weight. So make sure to check that out. It's also available on Kindle for only $2.99. So super, super cheap. I wanted to make this extremely affordable for every woman who is ready to up-level her life and connect deeper to her body and be able to up-level in her health as well. So make sure to check that out. But today, what we're going to be talking about is using your cycle in your work. Now, the thing that I have been hearing a lot of in regards on like social media and kind of what probably what everyone is kind of seeing out there is everyone saying, you know, hustle culture is dead. But, you know, I'm not made to work the 24-hour cycle like a man does or like the work cycle like a man does. I want to just be in a sundress and popping around in the field. Like, I don't want to work. I just want to da-da-da-da-da-da. Whatever it might be, right? And while I believe there is some truth in it, right? Men work on a 24-hour hormone clock. Women work on a 28-day hormone cycle, 28 to 30, depending on the woman, depending on your cycle. But I'm here to tell you that hustle culture, it's not dead. I started to fall for this a little bit, especially early last year, especially. And it's not dead. And if you think it's dead, then, and you're not where you want to be in your goals, it's time to reevaluate, especially. But two, hustle culture is not dead. But what is dead is not using your cycle and the different cycles of your energy and your menstrual cycle to your advantage. So you have the same output 24-7 like a man. And you might be thinking, well, that doesn't make any sense. You know, I don't always feel the best whenever I'm in my menstrual phase. Like I don't even want to work at all. I want to just sit around and I want to do nothing and I just want to hang out and I just want to chill. So what do you freaking mean that I can have the same output as a man that has a 24-hour hormone cycle, right? We're going to be diving into that, into each phase and what is possible when you utilize your cycle in your work. Now, I'm not going to say that Here's the thing. Let me put it this way. I am not so far removed from everyday life to think that this is not possible. I work 
a normal job as well. I'm not just an influencer. I'm not just a content creator. I'm not just a podcast host. I'm not, and I'm not just a book author, right? Like I don't do just those things. I also work full time in sales, typically five, six days a week on average. So before you come at me and be like, Abby, you just don't understand. Like you don't work full time. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. This podcast, this is something that I offer to my community for free. I don't get paid to do this. This is something that I do because I choose to. And to be able to connect deeper to a community who is on a similar alignment as me in this journey that I like to call life and wanting to up-level their health and their hormones and everything else and just optimizing their life, right? So before you start thinking, I'm just so far removed, I don't actually understand Think again, baby, I'm right in there with you. And I'm going to be going through the different phases in regards of what's kind of best for each phase in regards of your work, career, business, even if you're an entrepreneur. And then I'm going to talk about it more in the sense of if you work full-time as well, what does this mean? Because I know kind of syncing our cycle to our work is not always possible. So hold on to that. When I say that, it's not always possible. It's not going to be perfect, but nothing in life is perfect anyways. It's about doing our best. That 80-20, baby. Just trying to figure it out every step of the way, every step of the day, understanding our bodies more and where we're at, knowing why we might be feeling a little bit more tired, where we can push the boundaries a little bit and work a little bit more to support us and reach those goals. And maybe in another area where we just need to prioritize rest, self-care, reflection, all those different things. So let's dive into it. As you know, if you have listened to this podcast before and you've listened to my one of my very first episodes, I think it might even be like my second or third episode, What is Cycle Syncing? If you've not listened to that, make sure you go listen to this that episode because a lot of this will make more sense once you kind of understand the concept of cycle syncing and what it means. But some people always start with menstrual phase a lot of the time, especially if you track it on app, they considered like day one of your bleed is day one of your cycle. I personally view it the opposite way. I view follicular as day one of my cycle, right? Because that is the springtime energy. This is when things start to come alive again. So why would I want to have day one as my winter? that menstrual phase when I'm feeling a little bit more tired. It just doesn't make sense to me. So let's dive into follicular first. Follicular happens. The the first day of your follicular phase is the day after your last day of bleed. So let's say your period ends on a Sunday. Monday, you're no longer bleeding. You're in follicular phase, okay? So follicular phase, when it comes to work, you're kind of giving you an idea of what's happening in your body. Your energy is starting to rise, in the follicular phase. Think of it like spring. The flowers are starting to bloom. The leaves are coming back to the trees. You know, things are starting to look a little bit brighter, not so gray. So that's that natural energy that is rising in with you. So the best things to do during this phase is take action, go to networking slash work style events, and then put your head down and work hard. When I'm in my follicular phase, I am typically pushing myself to another level in my work to work harder. So I might be working an extra hour outside the day. I might be working on a Saturday. I might be, you know, doing something on Sunday. Sunday's like my podcast recording day. So usually that's like my rest, recharge, reset for the week, record a podcast. But typically Sunday is the day, or I'm sorry, my follicular phase is the time 
where I'm getting after it. I am using this energy to my highest good and I am pushing myself to do a little bit more than what I would normally do or what the quote unquote average person would do because in this community, we're not trying to be average. Average is boring. Average is kind of lame in my opinion. We are trying to be in the top 1%. We are trying to exceed our personal expectations. We are trying to exceed what's possible when it comes to our mindset, our health, our life as a whole, okay? So follicular phase, a little bit more work into it. Grind it out a little bit harder, but not too hard because right around the corner, you have your ovulation phase. Ovulation phase is gonna last five days. Follicular phase will last seven. So we got about 12 days of heightened energy. Your ovulation is when that energy peaks, Okay, this is when you feel the most vibrant, the most alive, the most sexy, the most confident, the most energized, ready to take on the world. I'm actually, as I'm recording this, I'm going to start my ovulation phase in I think like two or three days. So you might even notice in like the different energies of some of the podcast episodes where I might be more like fiery, more fierce, more like, ah, like I wouldn't even say like loud, just more like at it, like boom, 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 where other ones I might just be a little bit more like calm, cool, collected. You'll know when I am in my follicular ovulation phase and we are in that phase right now. The energy is peaked, okay? So have your longer work days during this time. Push yourself. Even if you work a corporate nine to five, then choose to work a little bit later, especially if you work from home. Like what's the extra task that you can do and go ahead and knock out. And I know you might be thinking like, when's the balance coming to play? What happened to work-life balance? Blah, 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 blah. I'm gonna teach you about balance, okay? I'm gonna teach you when the time to do it is. And I'm gonna kind of give you a glimpse into my day-to-day schedule on like a Monday through Friday, for instance. Um, And then I'll kind of go into like what a weekend kind of looks like, even though the weekend will be kind of rotating in the different phases of what I've planned. But I'll let you know like typically my Monday through Friday as well to kind of give you an idea of like energy breakdowns. But ovulation, this is a great time, like I said, to have those longer days, work a little extra to kind of set yourself up for success. This is a great time for presentations, for social events, and just take advantage of this extra energy. Girl boss it, hustle hard, do what it is that you have to do that's going to get you ahead. Okay, because next up we'll have our luteal phase. And so luteal phase is anywhere from 12 to 14 days. I notice for me, it'll typically last about about 14 days is pretty on average, something like that. Um, And so luteal, the first little bit of the luteal phase when you're coming off ovulation, you probably will still have quite a bit of energy, right? But this is not a time to just like continuously push yourself and push, 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 push really hard. Like definitely use that last bit of energy that you have to just like push out any last little bits of things that you need in order to get ahead. And I would say that this week one out of the 14 days or even let's say 12 days, so like six to seven days, the first six to seven, still kind of like tap into that extra little steam of energy that's happening because you're, all your hormones are still like very elevated, your energy's heightened. You know, you're, you're still feeling pretty alive here. Really, it's in the last week of your luteal, that's last six to seven days right before your bleed. That's when you're going to really start to have your energy start to go a little inward, 
And you're going to start to feel yourself wanting to kind of take a step back and slow down. So this is going to be a great time to complete projects. So let's say you're, you're I don't know, I'm trying to think. I, I work in sales, so this is sometimes a little hard to think of other in industries, but I used to be an operations manager, so I'll use this for example. So whenever I was an operations manager, I had a lot of behind-the-scenes tasks. I was doing like things I was constantly building out, um, systems I was putting together, all these different things. So I would start the projects in my follicular, grind it out my ovulation and my luteal. I'm wrapping up whatever it is. And maybe it's like a really long project in my luteal phase, like months long, right? My luteal phase, I would kind of start to slow down and start to look at it from like a bigger picture, but also taking advantage of like completing what I could. The next thing is the luteal phase is going to be a great time to collect data and numbers over the last three weeks. So for me being in sales, this is a great time for me to pull in. I, t I look at my numbers like I'm, I'm one that looks at my numbers daily. But if you want to look at it from that bird's eye view with whatever industry that you're in, this is a good time to sit down, go over your numbers, notice kind of areas of opportunity. But you're not going to you're not going to do any of the uh, any of the reflection yet. We're just collecting the data. We're collecting what we notice. What we're bringing all everything in of what we did, right? And then you're going to want to really prioritize self-care after work. So put your phone away. Stop scrolling on TikTok. Stop scrolling on Instagram. Stop trying to do, 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 push, push, push yourself, which is something I struggle with because I... I'm the psychopath that actually does enjoy working. I know a lot of women are like, I just want to be a stay-at-home mom. And there's nothing wrong with that by any means. I want to run a really successful business, but I want to like do it at a slow pace. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Like that's not my speed when it comes to work. When it comes to work, I am very in my masculine in my work and I own that and I honor that. And that is why in my work and especially when I was in corporate America very young, I was able to see a lot of success really quickly in the field that I used to be in when I worked in corporate America. So feel yourself out. Like notice where you're at. If you like to work, like rock out. If you want to go slower pace, this is the time where you're going to start prioritizing that. The follicular ovulation, once again, just put a little bit more work in there too. I'm, this is to essentially help you overcome burnout as well, I want to point out. Okay. So luteal, we've collected all the data. We collected all the numbers the last three weeks. We're prioritizing self-care because one, next up, we have that menstrual phase. Menstrual phase starts on the first day of your bleed. And so menstrual phase is when, as women, our tuition is heightened. When we are in sync with our body, with our menstrual phase, with our bleed, we are able to tap into such a high intuitive version of ourself that is going to help us game plan for the next three weeks that are coming. How we're going to look at the goal, break it down to smaller pieces and make that goal come to life and even exceed it. I don't like to just hit goals. I like to exceed goals. I don't like to make expectations for myself. I like to exceed expectations for myself. Once again, that's just kind of my energy behind things, right? So your menstrual phase is a great time to rest and reflect. Now, once again, I'm going to kind of give you an, a more realistic overview in regards to like what my personal schedule looks like um, because I know we can't just be like, hey, I'm going to sleep in. 
a little bit today. I'm I'm I started my bleed, so I'm just I'm just gonna take some time to rest. That's not a thing we can typically do in our work, right? Like I know maybe if you're in Europe listening to this, like that's something that in many European cultures and work, they give the women the first day or two off their bleed. Kudos to you guys. That's just typically not what happens in America, right? So during this time, you just really need to honor yourself. Like instead of getting up to do that workout, if you're feeling that really, really, really low energy, which overall you shouldn't feel really, really, really low energy, it's going to come and flow and ebb and flow. So sometimes you're going to feel that, sometimes you won't. Typically, I feel that really low slump of energy three days before I start my period. Some people feel it the first three days of their bleed, right? Like everyone's different. Learn your body. That's why cycle syncing is beautiful. You start to learn how to set yourself up for success and to feel like your best self so you're not feeling like a million different versions of yourself in the month, right? Like energy-wise, you will, but overall mood-wise, you this will help you balance that out. The next thing in the menstrual phase is your creative ideas are flowing. That's why this is a great time to plan how you're going to tackle the next three weeks and how you're going to fully optimize those three weeks to make shit happen, right? Like my old nickname at my previous organization I worked with was called the get shit done girl. (laughs) So like a lot of the time when I started using my cycle, this is what I did. I did a lot of the planning and a lot of the bringing the creativity during this phase and that's what allowed me to get a lot of shit done during the other other three weeks. And so then I'm going to also, during my menstrual phase, I am reserving my personal energy for me time and time with my husband, whether it's after work or weekends, right? Like I'm, I'm going to say it right now. Like I'm not a weekday friend. I tell every friend this and uh, my husband jokes around like sometimes I shouldn't say that, but I just don't care. I'm not like I, I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh, yeah, I am a weekday friend. Once I explain to you my schedule, you're going to understand why I'm not a weekday friend. But it's my personal energy bank is very important to me, right? It's not because I don't care about my friends and the people that I love in my life. Like there, there's no hate to any of that. That's when I'm going to hang out with them, whether it's like a Friday night or getting coffee and going for a walk on a weekend or something along the means of that, that's what I'm going to do. It is on the weekend because 2024, my theme of the year, if you've not listened to the F, I'm just going to say it, fuck your New Year's resolution um, episode that came out last week. Definitely want to tune into that. But I meant, I talked a little bit about my theme and one of my themes for the year is grind, ground, grind and grow. And I also recently made a TikTok on this, but this is my year of no. So my your year of no, and I probably could make a whole nother episode on this, but right now I'm just not obviously going to. I'm just going to touch on this and this will kind of help with the balancing of the different phases of your cycle too and not feeling guilty. Even if you're in your ovulation, be like, well, I should have all this extra energy. Like I should go hang out with people and da, 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 da. Like if you don't want to, don't do it. Don't. Like, Your personal energy bank is the most important thing that you have. Your time is the most most important and valuable thing that you own. Time is the only thing that money cannot buy. So just because you're in a heightened energy bank, if you want to spend it on work because you want to reach your goals, do it. 
that's kind of what my year is going to be looking like. My year of no is to help me exponentially grow in every single area of my life. If you look at really successful people out there, they've all done many years of no. They just put their head down, grind it out, and work. And so going back to what I was saying about your personal energy bank in regards, especially your menstrual phase, don't hesitate to tap into this during your other phases. What I've noticed is when I do, and I'm really honoring my time and my energy and where my focus goes, I feel so much better throughout the month in each phase than when I run myself dry. So with all of this being said, there will be seasons where you have to work harder and longer days where you can't fully sink your entire work to your cycle. That's important to know in this process. I don't expect you to be at work and be like, oh, sorry, I can't have that presentation today. I'm actually in my menstrual phase. So that's going to have to wait about mm, 12 days until I'm in my ovulation phase. You can't do that. Like, If you run your own business and you're an entrepreneur, you absolutely can. And I would recommend planning your entire business around your cycle. Absolutely. But I'm speaking for the average person who works in corporate America, works for someone else. That's not the realistic reality. Okay. So the whole saying, I also want to say this, this just came to my mind. And whenever I, there was a time, especially 2023 was a pretty challenging year for me. And I'm not ready to quite talk about that. If for anyone that has listened to this podcast and listened to it all, I am a very open book once I have processed it myself. So I'm still processing. 2023 is not not far away from what we just experienced. So while I'm still integrating all of the lessons that I learned, I will eventually talk about them. But there is a saying that helped me got through the challenging times, especially on days when I'm working and I'm exhausted and I'm like, I don't I'm fucking over this. I don't want to fucking do this. Like this, this doesn't make sense. One, I'm either being undervalued, underpaid. Like there's certain other uh, organizations I've been with that I have felt that way too, where I'm undervalued, underpaid. I would say an idea to be told it's a bad idea and then they would use the idea and then take credit for it as their own. And so the saying that helps me get through those really challenging moments, especially if you're in your like your, your ovulation, you see all that you're having a little bit of like FOMO, right? Like I would challenge you to learn how to have JOMO, which is joy of missing out. But when in the beginning, when you're learning to say no to things and prioritizing yourself, there's a little bit of FOMO. And so what I want you to remind yourself when you're working really hard, you're grinding it out in your ovulation phase instead of going out partying with your friends, which I'm proud of you if you choose to do that proud of you if you choose not to do that. You're you're doing what works best for you, but I'm extra proud of you if you're choosing to grind and just not go party instead. But the saying that helped me get through the challenging seasons when I'm having to work a lot and I'm tired and I'm feeling on the, cri- the edge crisp of burnout. I'm not at burnout because we don't want to get there. We get to burnout. There's no turning around from that. You just got to fully back up and you just hurt yourself. I'm talking crisp. You're like right there, but you're making sure you don't hit that. The saying is there's a means to an end. Okay. Nothing lasts forever. 
So if you're working for someone else, for instance, and maybe say you don't like your job, I feel very fortunate that I'm very happy with the organization that I am with now. The people, the environment, everything, it's just, it's immaculate. I've never seen anything like it. So I'm one of those that's very lucky to love my job. But I've also been in many, I've been in other positions where I didn't love my job. So for those who don't love their job right now, and they're like, I'm so sick and tired of this shit. Like I'm taught, like I don't want to do this anymore. Nothing lasts forever. And I want you to remember this. It is a vehicle that is getting you from A to point B. This is a vehicle. This it's a vehicle. Let me let me back up because I messed up my wording, tripped over my own words, getting excited. It's a vehicle that is getting you from point A to point B. I have done jobs that I did not enjoy at all, but there was a means to an end. And I knew by still working hard, putting myself in the energy of a hard worker in the mindset of I'm going to make a lot more money. I'm going to make an even bigger impact. I'm going to do, you know, amazing things someday. And just visualizing that as I'm doing the thing that I didn't love it was my vehicle that got me from point A to point B to be very happy with where I'm at right now. And so when I teach you using your cycle in your work, I'm not teaching you this to give you an excuse as to why you're not working hard. Because quite frankly, even when in your menstrual phase, you should still show up for yourself. You have goals that you want to achieve. And if you're not showing up for you, then who's going to hit them? No one will. But that's why when I tell you in your follicular and your ovulation phase in the beginning of your luteal phase, take advantage of that heightened energy and put more of yourself into your work. Because when the little bit of that tiredness comes around late luteal and in your menstrual, if you take the gap, if you take your foot off the gas a little bit, but you're still showing up and doing your bare minimum, do it even just like a little bit more than bare minimum. If you're like me, you're still going to hit your results. You're going to still hit your goals. Right. And so like understanding that sometimes working longer days and having less free time is what's going to allow you to be in the mindset of success and move forward into a better position. One of the things I was doing in 2023, um, I was working really, really long days. And some of the days were so draining where I would sit in my car and I'd be like, why am I doing this? And I was, I took 2023 too. I really took that year to just kind of like take a step back, get really clear on what it is that I wanted to do, what I wanted to, what was the next step in my life when I left the previous organization I was with because I felt confused. I felt lost. I didn't know what to do. And so there were some times in 2023 where I had to work really long days, but I didn't necessarily like love what I was doing. Like some days I was like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. I love it so much. This is so fun. Like, oh my God. And then other days I didn't love it so much. And I would just sit in my car and I would just be so frustrated 
on the verge of tears. I'd come home so frustrated and feel like I was dead to the world. But those longer days and having that mindset of this is the vehicle getting me from point A to point B of where I want to be, of figuring out what it is that I want to do, where I want to be, you know, what is the the clear vision of what I'm wanting to do and succeed at is what has allowed me because I, I ended up applying for one job in, I started the interview process for it in September and it was like a month long. Okay. So I had like one interview a week. There's like four interviews. I had to make a whole presentation of myself, whatever. And it was, I was not valuing myself either at this point. This is before I was working some really long days too. And the company would have paid me less than my worth, far less. And, but I was like, you know, it's just, it, it's the vehicle to, get, vehicle to get me from point A to point B, right? They kept me holding on by a string of like, the offer's coming, the offer's coming, the offer's coming, and then I didn't get the offer. I was so upset and disappointed because I had the, that feeling of, I, I had that awareness of, oh my gosh, I am undervaluing myself. And I just got told that all of a sudden they're on a hiring freeze. And I bring more to the table than what these people are trying to offer me. And so instead of letting something like that hurt me and bring me down, I had used it as my awareness and pivoted and started to remember my worth. And I started doing a lot of my planning and visualizing with my cycle, utilizing those things in the different phases. And I truly believe that is why as soon as I pivoted, I started doing that and got really clear and tapped back into my worth and what I'm worthy of, what I'm capable of, and that I was being weak on myself and I was not challenging myself enough was when the door opened up for me and I got and I got in with the organization that I'm with now and I'm obsessed. So using your cycle is not an excuse to do a whole lot of nothing, okay? Using your cycle is to use it as an advantage to be successful, to make six figures, seven figures, whatever it is that you want to do, right? It's not for the bare minimum, it's to allow you to succeed at a higher level without reaching burnout. So I'm going to walk you through my Monday through Friday schedule. I wake up at 4.45 in the morning. And you're like, oh, shit, that's early. I like my early mornings. I'm not an afternoon workout girl. I wake up at 4.45. I go to the gym. I get home from the gym around like 6.30, 6.45 typically. Shower, get ready for the day. Usually listen to a podcast, whether it's in the car, finishing up when I'm home, whatever. Listen to a podcast, get my mind right for the day. Have breakfast, have my first meeting at 8 a.m. And then I'm working until about 5, 6 p.m. And like I said, right now I'm in my follicular and my ovulation phase. So like this coming up week, you're listening to this on Tuesday, I recorded this on Sunday. So just two days removed. This week is a grinded out week. We're pushing ourselves this week too. So I'm going to work Saturday too next week. And I'm just opening it up. I'm opening up the floodgates. Bring it in. We're working hard. I'm going to do the same thing the next week. So I'm in my first phase of my luteal. 
And then in the following week, instead of working a Saturday, I might take off or just have like a half day, right? Like it depends. Like there's certain things that it all depends on if I will actually do that or not, right? It's it's feeling how I'm at, feeling where I'm at. If I still feel like pretty energized, I'm going to fucking push and I'm going to do a Saturday. Absolutely, I'm going to do a Saturday. But Sunday will always be my reset day. So after 6 p.m., I make dinner. We eat dinner just about every night at 6.30. It's like clockwork. I'm a, I'm a creature of habit. And I'm going to be honest, everybody is creatures of habit. If you don't have a routine, find a routine. Watch how much more successful you are, how much more in your shit you are. 6.30, we have dinner. Clean up around 7.15-ish. Take your time. 7.30, 7 7.15, 7.30, 7.45, 8 to 8.00. Till about eight o'clock. It's do something that's going to fill my cup. Whether that's me and my husband spending time together. One of us doing an activity is going to fill our cup. Like I've really gotten into painting. So maybe it's like I want to do painting that day. Um, we're learning how to mix music. Col- my husband Colton, who was on last week's episode, is great at it. And that's something I love music. So I was like, I want to learn. So like sometimes it's that. And I'm exploring new other hobbies that I might want to do as well. But that's until 8 o'clock. Until from that 8 o'clock to about 8.30, that's like wind down time. I'm doing my nighttime routine. I'm reading. About 8.30, I'm going to bed. I know that sounds early. I don't care. You know why? Because this is my year of no. This is ground, grind, and grow. Even before I had this schedule, I was still going to bed at like 9, 9.30. Okay, so understand that women can be extremely successful. You're just looking at men who have that 24-hour clock, who are just waking up, grinding out, grinding out, grinding out, grinding out, day in, day out, day in, day out. And you're looking at, if you're looking at yourself, you're like, oh, but I'm a woman. I'm dainty. I'm dainty in my relationship. In my work, I'm there to slay. I'm ready to crush it. And if you don't have that mentality, but you got some really, really big goals, then you probably won't hit them. I know that's tough love. I'm not here to sugarcoat things. You know me, you know I don't sugarcoat. It's all I love. Love you, bestie. But... You're probably looking at influencers too and thinking, oh, I just wish I was an influencer. I would barely have to work. Um, I challenge you to go and create as an influencer, I'm gonna think of Emily Kaiser. Let's use her. She posts all shit ton. She posts like four or five times a day. I challenge you to do that for a month. Record content, post four or five times a day. Or go find an influencer that also works full-time. There's a lot of them that still do and still post a shit ton. Like I post on my TikTok twice a day. And I don't post on Instagram as much, of course. I post on Instagram like a few times a week typically. TikTok two times a day. So I'm working a full day. While I'm typically eating breakfast, I'm recording like my morning TikTok. Like I'm, I'm doing two things at once typically, right? But... When my menstrual phase comes around, that's going to be a great time for me to sit back, kind of relax a little bit more and reflect on, okay, what could I have done better? 
over the last three weeks in my full-time job and my sales job. What? Let me look, review my content. What did well? What didn't do well? What about my podcast episodes? Which ones, you know, had great downloads? What are some episodes that I can record coming up? Right? Like, it's not necessarily taking your foot off the gas. It's just finding new new things to put the gas on. I don't know if that makes sense. I think that makes sense. I think you're understanding. You're, you're picking up what I'm putting down at the end of the day. So when I, once again, that's the last thing I'm going to say is that when I am teaching you to use your cycle, I'm teaching you how to do this to be a bad bitch and to stop comparing yourself to other quote unquote millionaires who are out there like selling courses and stuff like that and making a lot of money, right? Because while you see them having spa days and chilling and stuff like that, they worked really hard in the beginning, especially to build the foundation for that. So if you're not where you're at right now, don't stop going with this feminine flow. No, there needs to be a balance of your masculine and your feminine energy in regards of relaxing, caring for yourself and the and what your output is and the action that you're taking. It's like manifesting. I hate people are like, you can just manifest and things happen. No, you have to take action and be in the energy to be the magnet to what you desire. It's the same thing with using your cycle for your work. It's not being in this just like light and flowy and feminine all the time and just expecting shit to happen for you. It's using this to your advantage to know when's the best time for each task that's going to allow you to become in the top 1% of successful women. So that's what I've got for you today. If you have questions and you're listening to this and you're still confused, and if you are, that is okay. If you have questions on, you know, how to implement this into your routine, into your work, and you're like, I don't even have a routine, I need help, or I could use some guidance on that, send me a message on Instagram. Abby Mewborn, A-B-B-E-Y-M-E-W-B-O-U-R-N-E. And if you liked this episode, Make sure to share with someone you know, someone you love, someone that could really benefit from this. And make sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss another episode. And if you share it on your social medias, please, 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 please tag me so I can give you a huge thank you because honestly, this podcast has started to really grow over the last couple of months, which has been really amazing to watch. And I honestly could not, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, I could not do this without you, without this community listening and sharing and spreading the word on this podcast and leaving those five-star reviews. It means the absolute world for me. It is, I'm a words... In my work, I'm a words of affirmations girly. So by you guys telling me I love the episode, this is so helpful by sharing with someone you know, that is giving me the green light thumbs up to keep doing it and keep pushing out this content. And so please make sure to share. And if you don't like something, message me. Let me know what you don't like. Doesn't mean I'm going to fix it. <laughs> but... Uh, any feedback is good feedback in my opinion 
And even if you don't enjoy something and you're messaging me that, that's giving me something to reflect on and see, is there an area of opportunity for me to grow and expand and do a better job? Okay. But like praise in public, criticize in private. So don't, don't please don't share and criticize. Just like come, come message me. Like let's have a conversation and help me understand where I can continue to do better as well. Or if you have guests and you're like, you should definitely have this person on. I want you to talk about this topic. Let me know. Also, next week's episode, I think it's next week or going to be the following week. Colton's going to be back on. And we are going to be talking all about how we balance working full time, both having our own podcast, both having our other side businesses, and how we balance our personal time and relationship time while still making every area of our life a priority without feeling spread too thin and being able to have a really healthy relationship. So if you have those questions on like how to do that, let us know what you're struggling with so we can answer those questions whenever we record that podcast. And I will see you guys.